0: Talking my Bam Margera impression. It's that's a, that's. This a is going to be George, such though. a fucking haggard podcast. It it almost drifts in the W
1: territory. Oh god, almost. yeah, yeah.
0: I need a. It's been a but, while since I've done anything. Oh god, good old Bam Margera. Good lord, <laughs> we just got this weird. Accent. It's it does he really does. Doesn't it's a it? weird. What where do they live? New Hampshire, uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah, Pennsylvania. Some weird ass yeah. accent.
1: <laughs> Some- What's weird to me though is like on Viva La Bam back in the day. It's like oh yeah, Don Vito. He's the one with the, like okay yeah he he talks funny and everything and yeah he's <laughs> you can't make it out. But let's not pretend like Bam has uh, a. <laughs> like, like I was watching one of my favorite YouTubers around the time Jackass Forever was coming out. He played the Jackass video game, mm-hmm. and literally there were moments where you could hear Bam's voiceover. And it's like, what the fuck did he just say?
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, it was awesome.
1: Welcome everybody to another edition of the Turkey Steak Podcast, where we talk about Bam Margera for a <laughs> long time. <laughs> um, and if we don't leave that in, then welcome again everybody to another episode of the Turkey Steak Podcast. We are back again. It's us, two of the guys, some of the fellas. Fortunately, Mr. is a little bit under the weather today, so he is taking the day off, which is all well and good. But Sin is here with me to talk about everything that's happened only over the last two days because of our availability. Uh, you know, we, we try to hit, still hit two shows a week, and we get these shows done when we can, which is why we are here. Sin, how are you? Aside from having played a lot of two K ten in the past two days since the last podcast, yeah, it's been great. Yeah,
0: that's been fantastic. Uh, no, I've been pretty good. Yeah, I'm just glad that we're you know this, we're having to do this uh, rescheduling thing when not in the first round when there were like twice as many games, so that's nice. Holy god! You know? <laughs> so not having to and with,
1: miss with a lot of time. series. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. One one series over already. Thank you very much, Tampa. Uh, it definitely makes it a little bit easier to kind of have two shows as close together as they are. Now, before we get into talking about, you know, today's topics, viewer questions and all that. First and foremost, um it's been a rough couple days for everybody, right? And um, you know, normally like there is a very fine balance and um, there have been discussions with people who have been involved in the show of what that balance is over time between hey, serious stuff versus hey, let's treat this as a podcast, this escape whatever. Obviously, uh, you know, the last episode as we were recording, all the stuff broke uh, about what was happening in Texas. Um, And obviously in the days since, it it hasn't been that much better. And even in the hockey realm, there's been stuff today that people have asked me, hey, are you going to talk about this, that I'd really, like, I'm not saying it's not relevant enough to talk about, but it's like, man, I myself, for my own mental health at this stage, just kind of need to shoot the shit with one of my better friends about random hockey shit, you know? Um, In terms of sending best wishes to Brock Besser's family Certainly we do In terms of the article that Rick Westhead put out In regards to uh, various very serious allegations And a lawsuit that just wrapped up involving Hockey Canada Certainly a serious topic worth the discussion And then just even today man Like today has sucked uh, From an entertainment standpoint Ray Liotta passed away Which is awful uh, Andy Fletcher from Depeche Mode passed away. Yeah, I just
0: read that. Fuck, you know.
1: And Alan White, the drummer from Yes, which my dad listened to a ton of oh, didn't even realize as a that kid. One. You know, he, he passed away, too. Yeah, it was announced, like, within the last 45 minutes. It's just been a really rough day to the point where, yeah, like, multiple times today I've actually just been... I've taken my dog for a walk twice today. I'm like, I just need to get away from, like, online at the moment and just disconnect you said as much before we started recording uh that, like yeah okay no twitter for a little bit like it's just it's been an awful couple of uh of days obviously so i wanted to just kind of mention all of that to not say that i don't view this and that we don't view those as serious topics worth uh, discussion but at the same time we need a bit of uh a bit of levity for lack of uh for lack of a better term uh, and what better way to do that than talking about the fact that this show is brought to you by a company that helps you shave your hair, specifically in the pubic region. <laughs> when in doubt, sin.
0: Bring it back to dick jokes. Yeah, it's, uh, it's... the Old Faithful is what they. That's what I call mine. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll see how many uh, years one... it, it can hold that nickname. We'll see. <laughs> There's only
1: one old glory in this country <laughs> And you're looking at it <laughs> Yeah, oh man Oh god, but you know the deal Manscaped.com, code you Check out, 20% off your order Free worldwide shipping All the tools that you are going to need For all of your grooming needs Man or woman, it is Manscaped But again You know, look at what the tools are Think of how you can use them Treat yourself nice code togie at manscapedcom as soon as we do we'll throw it to some viewer questions now right let's get some of that let's get some of that happy energy going please God uh, as always of course the description whether you're watching on uh, YouTube of course listening on an audio platform first and foremost if you're on YouTube again like and subscribe if you're on an audio platform rate the podcast thank you discord viewer questions get involved if you haven't we have two Rather weird ones here, neither of which are food or hockey related. Well, I guess one's technically hockey related, but not. It, it's more of a, you know, more of an out of out there, oddball question instead of just like, hey, do you think the Leafs are going to trade for John Gibson? I don't know. <laughs> we kind of talked about that when the Leafs got eliminated. Might they? Eh, maybe they will. Maybe they won't. First question here comes from Nighthawk, who says, and I quote, this one's a bit odd, I know, <laughs> and he's correct, but... If you were tasked with explaining human culture to an alien society, how would you explain hockey and hockey culture? Weird. So basically, I take this as it doesn't have to be, you know, little green men from Mars. How do you explain the sport of hockey to somebody who just simply has no experience with the concept?
0: Oh, man. Well, I I read it as, like, someone who's completely unfamiliar with human culture as well, because you have to explain the human culture to them. At least that's how I read yeah, it. Yeah, part uh, of it. For for me, it would break it. I I it's once you kind of get the basics of human culture out of the way, you can just how I explain hockey culture is a way for us to channel our primal instincts, our animal brains mm. into competition, especially, um, you know, on this like like to comp like to to satisfy our need because we're not we don't hunt anymore. We don't need to necessarily defend ourselves physically all the time. Uh, fight for everything so we channel that into sports and hockey is no different from that hmm. uh, and uh, how I explain the sport of hockey I, mean, I don't know <laughs> you see, we decide it's a it's yeah and then you explain adrenaline and how humans seek these feelings of fight or flight now that it's now that we live in a in a in a, in a, in a way of comfort you seek that thrill of skating around at 30 miles an hour and that's how I'd explain it I'm like that that that's no, for I, me what that meant, like not the rules and shit, but Well
1: that's fair. Well no, right that's what I mean yeah. though. Like I, I agree with everything you said, but my take was like how do you explain to somebody or something that has no concept of uh, of hockey what the sport is? Like basketball, object through hoop, good. <laughs> Soccer, kickball, there, good. <laughs> Not that tough. Hockey. Put knife shoes (laughs) on your feet on a slippery surface. Uh, Have stick. Have other object a hit object into that object.
0: Yeah. See, they're they're gonna be like, okay. It has a lot to do with putting something in something else. All right. That is the human condition. (laughs) Absolutely.
1: I went all deep, and you just were like,
0: "Yeah, here it is, fuckers." Oh
1: god. It, it he was right that it's a very, very weird question. But I, I think I think we covered all aspects of it. You from the more human conditioned side of it and me from just the absurdity of what the sport of hockey Absolutely. is. Absolutely. I love it. And it is one of the weirdest sports out there. Yeah. I, I I don't lose sight of that. Still the idea that for fun, for money, for prestige, human beings. Put ice shoe or knife, knife skates, knife shoes on their feet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> grab, grab a, grab a wooden now skate, skate around on shit that almost killed us long ago. Right, <laughs> <laughs> we're taking it back, we're taking it back, motherfuckers. Fuck you, Ice Age. We are the Ice Age now. <laughs> we're no mammoths, bitch. Ugh.
1: Well, now we need to go back in time and find out if uh, ancient man ever like played hockey with a woolly mammoth tusk or anything like that. That's <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, there's apparently reports of like Vikings playing it with their axes and shit and just like literally killing people. Like I'm like I don't know how accurate that is because there always seems to be some like crazy myth of how sports get started. But it was Native Americans who did invent lacrosse. Of course, the French took it and made it their own. Uh, but yeah, people would die in that because it'd be like 100 on 100.
1: <laughs> all I can imagine is like an episode. It would have to be a show like Rick and Morty or Family Guy where it's the Vikings playing hockey back in the day and all you see is someone winding up for a slap shot and they just cut the person's head yeah. off behind them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, God. Alright, Hawks. Let's see if you can top that. We go from Nighthawk to Hawks. Confused? Me too. You and the boys can be one supervillain from any media franchise. Who is that supervillain and why? Mm. Ooh, that's uh, that's a tough one. It's really tough. That is a tough one. I'm trying to... Uh, we didn't have time to prepare for this. I don't know... Oh, man, I don't know who... Uh, I do wonder who Endo would choose, but it is the idea of a supervillain. Yeah, it's really tough. Hmm. Mhm. It is. I mean because obviously like where where
0: is the line drawn between villain and supervillain? I consider pretty much anyone from like a superhero movie like comic perspective. Like, okay, I mean, we consider we Batman a superhero even though he doesn't have superpowers. He's just a rich dude. Um, right. So Hans Gruber is not a supervillain. No, no, he's just a villain from
1: Die okay. Hard. Okay. Okay. I agree with this. Good. Best super villain. Yeah, that's tough. Fuck, man. Do we can... Now, where do we lie on the animated side of things? Does it have to be superhero-based? Um, what do you mean on the animated side? Because my mind went to, like, Hades
0: from Hercules. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I'm this, assuming he, he means... Realm? He says from any media franchise, that usually, to my mind, means, like, DC and Marvel. Right. Um right, that's fair. But that... Hades is pretty. Well, see, sick. that's
1: what, I'm trying. I'm trying to find the line. Yeah, right? well, Hades yeah. is
0: like a mythical being, like a mythical deity, mythical villain. Right. Oh God. Well, then I have to go. I
1: have to go Batman realm then. Certainly. Batman what? And a lot. I have to go within the Batman realm. Oh yeah, yeah. Now certainly a lot of people be like, oh, it's you know, for Batman they be like, oh, Joker. And you're not wrong. I'm the Joker, However, baby. However, my ultimate now number one, uh, you can eat. I would love to be <laughs> Joker from the Batman Arkham series. He's terrific, yeah. Just because it was so goddamn enjoyable, especially in the final game, when he's just he's in like, your head. He's just in your head the whole time. Love it. But if I could be one supervillain from any media franchise, I would be. Jim Carrey's Riddler from <laughs> Batman Forever <laughs> nice oh. oh god or even, even Two-Face in that movie um, because god he had um god well Drew Barrymore was what was it like you, you remember like the for, for Two-Face in that movie he had like the angel and the devil mm-hmm. and they were both super attractive women and one of them was Drew Barrymore in 1997 yeah just cause, just because Drew Barrymore. <laughs> uh, Two-Face might be the uh, Two Face might be the way to go. Oh, man. For that, I mean, God damn, I'm trying to remember who the other woman was. I feel so uh, yeah, I can remember' so bad about that. It's like one of my like um, unironically, one of my favorite movies of all time, Batman Forever. I don't care. Oh, you know who it was. It was, uh, it was Debbie Mazar. Mm, who remember, uh, was in like nothing else except for <laughs> except for Goodfellas, oh, which is why it comes to mind with the really yeah, yeah, auto yeah, passing. Yeah, yeah. That's, That's the only thing that comes to mind. She uh, she was Sandy mm. in Goodfellas too. So any any options for you? Because there's a lot of ways you could go. Yeah, like you, could, you know, I would be. Like I, I don't know. Getting us you a big Magneto guy? How about some Green Gablin? Like see, like I was. I...
0: I'm forgetting his fucking name now, and it's pissing me off. He's from X-Men First Class. Essentially Kevin Bacon's character, who can literally like harness energy and then, like do whatever the fuck he wants with it, and I cannot remember his name now. He... Oh shit,
1: who, <gasps> who are you thinking of?
0: Yeah. Fucking hell. Oh, I'm looking it up no. because it's pissing me off. Yeah, it's right I on the tip off. of my tongue. I'm
1: going for it, too. it was...
0: Sebastian Shaw? Yes! Fuck! One? Shaw. Hey, yeah. Sebastian Shaw. Or... Yeah, or, or an early Magneto would be dope, because, like, moving metal and shit. But I just really... <sighs> yeah, because, honestly, I would I would go with, you know, a telepath, but they're, they're the only interesting ones. Because, tel... I don't know. I think the coolest thing is being able to, like, harness energy and shit. I think that's dope. And, uh...
1: I mean, and plus, any excuse to be Kevin Bacon.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Except for in that one <laughs> river rafting movie when he's a piece of shit. <laughs> or... <laughs>
1: Or, uh, God, what the hell was it? What was it, Judgment Day? Oh, Something I never saw like that.
0: that.
1: Oh, shit, what was LA. that movie? I'm trying, I, I gotta, I gotta find, no, it was Death Sentence, that's what it was. Um, where literally he is, it's just like the, the stereotypical, I'm a normal guy, but these gangbangers killed my kids, so now yeah. I'm gonna... Turn into this fucking ruthless. He's basically the Punisher. Mm-hmm. It's Kevin Bacon as the Punisher. He's not a supervillain, yeah. but John Goodman plays one of the villains in that movie, and it's fantastic. Go watch. Death I always love when people
0: who play good guys play villains. Remember that it's movie Insomnia when Robin Williams played a bad guy? Yeah, that was a trip. Dude, John
1: Goodman though, like he's really good at that. Like Death Sentence with Kevin Bacon, um, Cloverfield Lane, Damn I Never Seen, whatever the fuck the numbers those. were before that. Good stuff, though. Very, very good stuff. Oh, my God. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for the questions. Appreciate you tremendously. Oh, God, I didn't think we'd be sitting here talking about that. We could talk about this all day long. All these questions. I've noticed a theme of we could just sit here and be like, hey, let's not talk about hockey for a long time. (laughs) Let's go back to talking about Bam Margera. (laughs) Oh, God. Did you ever see, score it, let's do it, did you ever see the, uh, what was it, the, the special where he went to Finland,
0: up to Rovaniemi yes. Miami
1: to look for Santa Claus?
0: Yes, yes.
1: <laughs>
0: All of his oh. shit was so goddamn funny, man, it's really sad the way he just fell off the deep end.
1: Yeah, I hope he's, uh, I hope he's good, apparently, I just googled this, within the past three days, the word is out, he broke his wrist while skateboarding. Good. But he is refusing to take pain med- medication because he doesn't want to
0: oh, go down that he route at all. He fucking believes Then That's good. That's really fucking good sign. That's a good very sign. good sign. That's an yep. incredible... I remember when Stevo did that, I'm like, all right, he's pulling himself out. Like, yeah, that's a really right. good sign. I saw this interview on Stevo's podcast with Brandon Novak, who used to... Mm-hmm. Yeah, who was hooked yeah, on heroin point. and... When I go back and watch Viva La Bam, I'm like, "Oh, holy shit! Yes, that man is on heroin." (laughs) Uh, I thought
1: the same thing because I have gone back. Like, it's incredible how much he was a part of pop culture for, uh, yeah, for like our generation, you know. Yeah, I mean, he really was. C K
0: Y. It was a little early for both of us, but I remember going back and watching some of that jackass mostly. But yeah, when Viva La Bam dropped, man, holy. So good. What a show though. Just so what fucking funny. <laughs> just they're just like, let's get they are getting like a hun- like multiple hundred K a week to just fuck shit up. Like that's an am- that's amazing. <laughs> they just right. had this it stupid was- prop house. Literally. Yeah. Well, actually they I guess his parents live in that house, so I guess it was real to some extent. Because I was uh, I was watching a bunch of different podcasts that Rab does, Chris Rab. And what? uh he like went and interviewed that interviewed his parents and they were just fucking at that house with the the burger still on the wall <laughs> like the burger still on like one of his shirts like
1: oh god i had to look it up the first episode of that show came out in october of 03 oof oof oof, <laughs> oof. apparently Apparently, at least season one's on Prime Video, so I guess I know what I'm watching. Oh, I've right. watched. So, yeah, um, I, I literally bought like all the seasons, and I'm just like, yeah, I'll just watch them whenever. Don't blame you. I I should do that. They were that was goddamn hilarious. It was, a, it was a glorious time, everybody. You had to be there. Um, as well, really quickly before we transition to. Uh,
0: <laughs> what meat? Look at it's meat. <laughs> Jesus, Fuck, man.
1: oh god before talking plofs as we shall and as we do, two things first and foremost, Yeramir Yager was in the news twice this week Uh, was uh, involved in a car accident that thankfully he is perfectly fine from but the second is that he is planning on playing his 35th pro season at 50 years old for Claude No, alongside Thomas Placanich. He's literally been like, playing hockey longer than I've been
0: alive. Yep. So, well, yep. Well, I mean, like, just, no, he actually has, yeah, his 35th pro season. Yeah, he's been playing professionally. Literally three years longer than I've been on this earth. <laughs> fucking ridiculous. What a fucking savage, man. Oh, my God. He just, I
1: know, like, a big a big part of that is, like, okay, like, his, his family ties to the team and not wanting them to necessarily go under, but at the same time, he could just be like, hey, I'm the coach. You know, you could still be there, so it's like, yeah. okay, you are an attraction, maybe not to the same extent of like, oh, I'm on the ice, but he, st- you, you can tell, he still plays because he's like, what the hell else am I going to do? I'm Jermia Jager. <laughs> I'm the fucking Star. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <sighs> absolutely ridiculous. Dude, I'm looking at his credentials. He won bronze in the World Junior Championship in 1990. <laughs> Literally my birth year. Oh my god. It's amazing. Dude, so the 1990 under 20 world juniors, the top three. Canada won gold. You know who finished in second? Uh, no. The Soviet Union.
0: <laughs> That's a- <laughs> <laughs> that is. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> and, in th-
1: <laughs> and in third place was Czechoslovakia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. God, no, totally off topic, but um, fucking Norway finished sixth at two five and zero. The States finished in seventh at one six and zero. And then Poland finished 0-7 with seven goals, four and 65 against. I like it. Yikes. I represent. I want to know who was on that U.S. team because that is uh, that is horrific. I don't know if I can find that necessarily. That was really like kind of totally before the U.S.
0: From. became big in hockey. I mean, oh, they're still really God. expanding around that time. You think about it. Before that, there were no sharks. There were no ducks. There were no wild blue jackets. Like Yeah. Oh boy, some of the names from
1: this team, I found it. So you had like the likes of like okay, Tony Amani, mm-hmm. Keith Carney, Ted Drury, Bill Guerin. There were some there were some good names on that team, Brian Smolinski, But young as fuck at that uh, point, huh? But for every one of those guys you had uh Jeff Stolp, Corey Leyland. Sean Kane, Chuck Hughes Chuck Hughes could have only been from Quincy, Massachusetts
0: <laughs> Charles, no it's Chuck it's fucking Chuck, alright oh god, beautiful
1: alright, this has been a fun show already yeah. it's been our most off topic show maybe of all time and I'm very very happy for that but with that, let's talk playoffs here, shall we sir, actually no I almost yeah. skipped the topic, Tortorella. I almost did Yeah, Flyers doing their best. John John Tortorella interviewed for the head coaching position for the Philadelphia Flyers. On one hand, he's 63 and might be a great fit for Philadelphia, just a crotchety old white man. On the other hand, he's a 63-year-old crotchety white man. (laughs) (laughs) So it might be the perfect fit on the other side the game like moved on like yeah like how many times like I get it at the same time right like we look at say Bruce Boudreau who is 67 at this point and like okay you know he did very very well but at the same time Boudreau had success more recently than Torts like I'm trying to think of the like what was the last like
0: good sweeping season. Tampa.
1: <laughs> what? Well, yeah. Well, he was the GM for that, wasn't he? Or the coach I for that? I think so. Yeah. He? Maybe he wasn't. But I need. I'm I need to sure look this was. up because now. Because now I'm not sure. He, that was Line. Wait. Yeah, line, it was still. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. He. So he has only been out of a head coaching job, for like a year. He was the head coach of the Blue Jackets in the 2020-2021 season. Huh. Crazy.
0: That doesn't seem possible at all. I think it's because the two seasons flew by so quickly that now that we have, like, a full season, it feels like so much longer.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. You know, maybe. Maybe. I mean, you know, the thing that's tough, right, is in an instance like this, we always talk about the coaching carousel, right? And, like, okay, Philadelphia, John Tortorella, Barry Trotz, this guy, Peter DeVore. And then we always sit there and say, like, hey, somebody new. And then people are like, well, who's that somebody new? And it's like fuck if I know, because all we know is the same 30 coaches. Yeah. like Yeah. Or 32 now. Uh, and you know, a lot of the times, like, you bring up someone from the AHL or the NCAA, it doesn't necessarily work. It doesn't feel like it happens all that often anymore, where, like, a top coach from yeah. Europe will come over anymore. Uh, but, I don't know. I, I don't think it's the worst. Uh, I mean, you know, I like to meme it a little bit. I don't think it's the worst move Philadelphia could make. The problem is... I mean, what are you trying to do with God the team? Right, What's like your what? Like, like he can't make chicken salad out of this. I'm sorry, no. <laughs> but it's like you look at that Flyers roster. I I don't know where you you go from from this. I mean, their defense right now on paper is Provorov, Ristolainen's new deal kicks in five point one for five years. <laughs> Why? So bad. Man,
0: that, that guy's just made a career out of being big and yeah. physical and and finished. Looking good with a black eye. <laughs> there you go.
1: But Proveroff, Ristolein, and Sanheim. Ronnie Adderd, who's 23, out of the NCAA. And Cam York, who's 21, super young, out of the NCAA, I do believe as well. And then uh, Nick Seeler. like Just the defense alone you look at and it's like, huh. And then, obviously, there's all the issues up front. Like I, If I'm John Tortorella, I don't take that job. I stay with... Who is he with? ESPN right now? He's with someone. Uh, I, is he still with him? I just saw him like that I one think, time. and moaning he is.
0: About uh, yeah,
1: I think that was with ESPN because TNT has uh, especially during the playoffs really kind of pulled ahead in the race for uh, oh, who has the more interesting
0: broadcasts. <laughs> so I mean, you got Gretz and Biz and for some reason they have incredible chemistry. What is it with Gretzky and tough guys, huh? <laughs> Bring on Marty McSorley. McSorley. Oh god, he was a he was with the Sharks for a while in a cooler role. That was not great. <laughs> right after Drew Amanda left, we're like let's get Marty McSorley. Unbelievable. So, John Tortorella. Uh, one
1: season in Philadelphia before he strangles somebody uh, and ends up back on ESPN. Maybe ESPN 2. You know, you got gotta to yeah. separate yourself from him a little the bit once dose. that happens. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Dodgeball has ruined ESPN, yeah, that, haven't they? Yeah. With the Ocho. Yeah. Like... <laughs>
0: that's such a terrific fucking concept too like most ridiculous thing that's honestly probably one of the more underrated comedies just for like quotable stuff like it's really good it's
1: man it's it's been one of i've gone back and forth like there i've gone back and forth with a lot of movies from the early to mid 2000s like let's be honest who didn't experience napoleon dynamite burnout
0: Oh, yeah. Like, it was funnier to talk I, about. That movie's funnier to talk about than watch.
1: I don't think I ever experienced burnout with Dodgeball, though. Yeah, not really. It's just, it's always been a funny movie. And then a lot of those movies have aged, like, absolute garbage. Um, especially, like, all of the uh, the scary movie kind of knockoffs. Oh, I
0: bet, yeah. Did you see any of those? It's, you can't, yeah, the, the problem with that is, is, like, it's all topical humor. So once that era is kind of out the window, like... It's not as good if you're not living it. It's not as good, but yeah. I mean, I, God, what was the one epic was movie was super, fucking good though. Like at least the beginning part where they're doing the X Men knockoff. I don't dare watch that top. again. But yes, I remember. I and
1: then, and then there was superhero movie that had Drake Bell. Oh goodness <laughs> gracious! In the starring role, it's just those movies got out
0: of goddamn control. But they, they struck they're with really while really the iron was work. hot, man. They 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 made bank on those. I'm sure well I mean
1: shit superhero movie 35 million dollar budget 71 million box office for like the cheapest movie you could possibly make that's just references (laughs) probably didn't even need to hire writers can you tell we don't have too many playoff games to talk about Let's get to it. We'll start off because game five is tonight. Rangers and Canes played game four on Tuesday, though, with the Rangers winning four to one, pushing the Hurricanes to what I believe now is 0 for 5 on the road in the postseason. Uh, first and foremost for the Hurricanes. I can't have faith in them winning this series and beating Tampa. You're 0 for 5 on the road. Garb. I. Like I just I don't know true contenders I mean, kind
0: don't go over five on the road. You have to win in another building. I don't care if you're five and zero or six and zero on the road, wherever the fuck they are. How do you not even fluke your way into a win
1: against Boston or New York on the road? That's what's you know? crazy to me. Like Boston, I'm I not sure. G- With how New York struggled against uh, Pittsburgh, yeah. Ahead.
0: Like, what is it about Carolina where they? I don't know. For me, it's just like. I just want to be that that guy and be like they're fucking soft if they can't play in another building if they can't if they need the crowd. Like I understand you want that positive energy behind you but like bro, like you have to like it's, like you said, at some point you have to fucking luck your way into a win. They even go to overtime on the road. Like how the fuck do you not get an overtime victory on the road? Like it's insane.
1: It is a wonderful wonderful question. So I do have a decent amount. of doubt. I said they struggled on the road against Pittsburgh by the way. I mean they lost game 1. Um, did the Rangers to the yeah. Penguins, but like case in point, even the Penguins could luck into a road at M- uh, you know road win in MSG. Yeah, the Penguins. The Penguins had their third yeah. string goalie, right? <laughs> 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 Who played in that triple overtime? Yeah. Uh, Still before can't the Rangers the Penguins
0: blew that man. That was gross.
1: Anyway, I you just keep twisting the knife for Penguins fans. Why not? Sure. You you deserve it. We just passed the five year anniversary. I saw on Reddit of. Uh, them beating Ottawa in overtime in the conference final, and uh, what happened next, we don't have to talk about. Yeah, they it, but, lifted uh, the cup in our fucking building.
0: <laughs> mm. Isn't that the worst? Oh uh, yeah, especially when I'm looking at Jumbo and Marlow just looking so fucking sad. Oh, uh, but like, I mean, to be fair, we had no business like in that series. Well,
1: no one, no one's gonna meme them like they bre- like they memed Brad Marchand crying. So no, <laughs> they have too much respect for players like that. Yeah. Thankfully. <laughs> um, speaking of the Bruins, Andrew Kopp Scored again for the Rangers. It's pretty good, I huh? hate it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in the first period, Jake Truba and Max Domi were involved in an incident. Truba! Uh, Truba apps. <laughs> Truba. Uh, Jacob, Jacob Truba. Truba. <laughs> Plays the game the right way. Uh. Um, headshots Max Domi, who was losing balance before the hit. Uh, so there was no disciplinary action, really, afterwards, and I, I agree with it. I get that Truba's at the center of a lot of kind of incidents like this at the same time. That's the style he plays, so he will be at the center of a lot of incidents like this. And then at the end of the game, Ryan Reeves started agitating Max Domi, and there was a scrum at the end of it, so Reeves is doing his job.
0: Game five's in Carolina tonight. I hope they lose. Just so the house of cards crumbles, but, like, I didn't believe in the Rangers. I still don't. But, like, at the same time, what the fuck is wrong with the Canes? We thought the East was going to be this goddamn meat grinder, and all I'm seeing is these pretenders. And is that just me? It's weird. Like, there's all these issues. And then you have the Lightning. Honestly, the funny part is the Lightning and the Leafs were the two strongest teams coming out of there, which is nuts. And they played in the first round. 100%.
1: Two best teams... Out of the Eastern Conference, based off of their play, their standard of play in this postseason, Tampa and Toronto. Um, You know, the Bruins could not win on the road. Uh, And again, neither could Carolina. Carolina still can't. They got that home ice, though, baby. (laughs) They do. Uh, The Rangers beat the Penguins. Like, you know, the the Penguins choked. They did. 3-1 lead. I don't care if you're down to Louis Domingue. You could still win that series, and you didn't. The Rangers are only going to go as far as Shesterkin carries them. Like, I like I will say, like, great job with you know, picking up Cop and picking up Vitrano. Yeah. They've both done really well. They addressed that need that they had of, like, oh, God, you're scoring. But at the same time, I still just, I don't, I cannot look at them and say, yeah, I have confidence in you getting past Tampa in round three. Yeah. And then to quickly mention, of course, Florida, who completely shit the bed. Oh. Like, Tampa is made. Tampa's making it back to the Stanley Cup Final, barring a miracle. Like, it is going to take somebody stepping up, either Carolina or New York, to prove us wrong. Uh, But, I mean, dude, they just, they outlast Toronto in seven, they steamroll Florida. How am I supposed to have faith in Carolina or New York to be the ones to uh, guarantee us a new cup champion? 'Cause I, I don't think there I don't think there will be at this point. I, don't think, I, so have, uh, I think
0: we're witnessing the birth of, well, yeah. The birth of a dynasty. It's like straight up like a real, real dynasty, which we have not experienced. We've had the quote unquote modern day dynasty. You know, Chicago yeah. maybe, LA borderline, but mostly Chicago with three cups in six years, but Yeah, Pittsburgh
1: with their back to back and now oh. Tampa is legitimately looking at a three
0: peat It's It's absolute insanity. Um, I think that's the NHL's thing for a dynasty, right? It's like three cups in four years? Like, their their official definition or something? I can't remember, but...
1: I feel like that's the general... Like, the
0: general talk. Yeah. You know, or three... I, you know, again, like... In today's day, I'd say three and five for, like, a true dynasty. Because it's hard as fuck to win the cup in a cap era.
1: Yeah, like, I would consider, you know, Chicago... In that realm. Pittsburgh, it was back-to-back years. It wasn't really sustained. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like when the Penguins won at the beginning of the 90s with Yager and Lemieux, back-to-back years, Dynasty, eh, just... I, I don't know. I feel like you have to have that sustained so time. Yeah. If you win three in a row, that's a good sustained amount of time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so hard to do. So, yeah. I don't know who wins Game 5 tonight. To be honest, I am... I'm I'm not really all that excited for the rest of the Rangers and the Cans. I, mean, I haven't
0: watched a single lick of it. This series, it's there's so there's cool shit going on.
1: <laughs> the other series have outright been more interesting. This is the least interesting matchup, and I'm you know even if it was the Bruins and Rangers original six, it would probably still be the least interesting matchup. I would be obviously far more eager to watch it as a Bruins fan, but. Yeah, like this. Bruins! Campus conference until Bruins! <laughs> so the Western Conference, we'll just leave that right there where it was. Oilers and Flames. The Oilers won game four on Tuesday night, five to three. Ryan Nugent Hopkins had a two goal game. He scored uh, 21 seconds into the game because Jake Markstrom forgot how to play the puck. Uh, Jake Markstrom, man. I I need to find, I think it was it, was it Audie, uh, Audie James on the Twitter? A good dude. Um, I think, yeah, he was the one that shared the split for Markstrom so far. So in this postseason, Markstrom has a 9.06 save percentage and a 2.78 goals against average. It's not okay. that bad, not amazing. Here's the problem. In the Dallas series, he had a 9.45 with a 153 goals against average. Yep. In the Edmonton series, he has an eight sixty nine. I would say nine forty (laughs) five to an eight sixty nine from a one five three goals against average three fifty to a five point two. Oh no!
0: Oh my god! Yeah! Oh my god! There's a
1: five point two in this series,
0: dude. Shit ton in that first game. And they, they didn't yank him at any point, did they? Oh, did they? Wait, did they go to late? No. Yeah, they didn't go to Darth, he played Darth Vader. played the full game, yeah. I'm I not mean, mistaken. That would, that would kind of tilt the stats, but still the save percentage is abysmal.
1: He has been abysmal.
0: I know maybe XG, uh, whatever the goal, expected goals for or goals against, whatever, has been quite high on him, and he's saving some above that, but at the same time, still, like... Hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, both can be right. Mm-hmm. Both can be right that you have a goalie who is bailing his team out, but at the same time is allowing a crap load of goals that he probably shouldn't be allowing.
0: Yeah, like yeah, absolutely. That's the thing. Like, we gotta. Where's the stat for soft goals? Do they have one of those in analytics? There's so many fucking analytics I can't. <laughs> and then what? What defines? Yeah, that? And, and how do you no, quantify just, that? Yeah, that's that's right. that's yeah. If we just. He needs to be better.
1: Yeah. He's a Vezina the Caliber goalie who's not been at his best at all. And in general, it's not just this series. Sportsnet, literally, as we're talking, just posted this on Twitter. Jacob Markstrom's last eight games against the Oilers so, like this regular season and playoffs three and five record, four, three, seven goals against average, and an eight, sixty seven save percentage. The Oilers have scored five goals in seven of their eight games against Markstrom in that time. He has not been good enough. Mm -mm. The team in front of him hasn't been good enough. He has not been good enough. Both can be true. And look, I have my concerns about the Oilers. Calgary struggling this badly. I get Tampa's not exactly the same style with the same amount of speed, but at the same time, man, I I'm fully on board. Like I cannot see Calgary winning. Three in a row.
0: Not against McDavid. I don't... I, I can't... Not, not this McDavid. He's at the age now. He's approaching his prime. Like, he's like a year off of technically the prime. But he is playing yeah. the best hockey of his life. And look what he's doing in the playoffs. If he's g- gonna fucking win that game, he's gonna win that game. Like, I... I am, I am, like, firmly on the Edmonton bandwagon right now. I want to see them get to the finals, and they can do it. And I never fucking thought in a million years I'd be saying that at the beginning of the season or the beginning of the postseason because I thought the Kings would take it in seven. They almost did. <laughs> but still.
1: So, in this game as well, Evander Kane, another two-goal effort. He has 12 goals now this postseason. He's been incredible. Um...
0: He's going to get paid. Actually, I hope he gets paid so that everyone can realize he's going to go back to doing the same fucking shit. But he's on, a, he's on a big heater right now. He's shooting 26%, so it's not sustainable. No. But let it ride for
1: as long as it yeah. lasts. Yeah. <laughs> Leon Dreisaitl also, with an assist in the game, became the, uh, or a couple of assists, I believe, he became the first player in history with four consecutive three-point games. Nobody else in the history of the playoffs has ever had four consecutive games with at least three points. Is it German? Outrageous. Uh, and Mike Smith allowed a goal, as I typed it on the, uh, our run sheet here, from downtown. <laughs> Rasmus Anderson scores from the other side of the ice, and Mike Smith charges out of his crease, like, hands up, like, what are you doing, teammates?
0: <laughs> Who the fuck let that shot get through? Why didn't you cover that fucking (laughs) That was your guy. I'm sure they had a good laugh at it afterwards
1: once they won. He he even said in a post-game interview that he could laugh about it now. But just that moment of, like, I have to blame somebody because I fucked up.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I know that. Everyone knows that feeling. (laughs) Like, your first initial thing is to be like, well, who the fuck did that? Oh, me. (laughs) Right. Yeah. God who who fucked up before my fuck up that
1: I can blame? There you go. Um Daryl Sutter said after the game, and I quote, Maybe our guys are doing everything they can, but maybe Edmonton's guys
0: are just better. Interesting thing to say. He's had some interesting quotes. Very throughout this series, yeah. Um I kinda like the candidness, but at the same time, like are, are is that filling up your players with a bunch of? Like, I don't know. I don't know what what is his angle. Maybe he doesn't fucking have an angle, and the guy just says shit. Like, <laughs> I yeah, think yeah, I mean, know how he is. He's just like, this is what it is. Like, he doesn't have an angle. He doesn't. Yeah.
1: This is how I see it. Screw you. Versus maybe it is like his way to just try and motivate this team and get that bit of a spark. But yeah, who knows? Game five is tonight. In Calgary. Does the series end tonight?
0: It's tough. I would. I don't know. I'm. I'm gonna watch it. Like because I have watched every single game of this series. It's been that good. Um, it could. It very well could. Markstrom hasn't. Doesn't give me a lot of confidence. The Flames simply can't keep up in any way with with Edmonton. They can't defend them. They can't keep up with their offense. Really. So what are they gonna do? they yeah. the refs are. They're, they're, here's the thing. I think the refs are going to let a lot of shit go tonight, which may mm-hmm. benefit the Calgary a lot. Because they have a lot of guys who can, like, keep keep Edmonton off the power play. How many power play goals do they have in this series? That's a good... I want oh, to look that, that up. Because I feel I, I feel As like I've a... seen them on the power play a decent amount of time. Not that they've always scored on it, but gives them a shit ton of momentum because their power play is so good.
1: That's a very good question. Hockey reference will... Uh will often have look that up that Jamie. information. Yeah, <laughs> Jamie, look that up. I'm a gigantic fucking idiot, so I ask you to look up everything. Thank you. Oh God, let's see. So, game one, game two, game three, and game four summary. So, game number one. Ah, oh, they don't have it in, like pure, just outright like oh this amount of numbers. Mm. So hold on, I'm having to having to look it up a little bit. There might be a proper series summary. Here's up three to one. I'm looking, I swear. That's fine. (laughs) It is, um, it is a little bit difficult to find, at least in simple terms. Uh, but I do have game one here. Uh, let's see. So, uh, wow. So game one was the fucking absurd one. Yeah. There was a lot of, a lot of brawling. Um, God, yeah, I'd,
0: I'd have to count this out at this stage. Yeah. So,
1: what are you saying? How many? How many penalties on Calgary specifically? Well, no, no, I was just
0: gonna say how many? How many times have have the Oilers capitalized on the power play? Like, how many times have they taken advantage of the power play? That's what I was looking for, how like power many play goals. Power play goals. Let's see. Game number one, Edmonton power zero. Play goals. Edmonton had yes. zero power
1: play goals in game one. Apparently, game two, power play goal, Evan Bouchard. Mm-hmm. Game three, no power play goals. Game four, hold on, let me make sure I went to the right team there. I did not. I went to Calgary. Game three, no power play goals. Uh, and then game four, two power play goals, Hyman and Kane. They have three power play goals so far uh, So far this series. Yeah, not
0: bad. I, I expected more. I thought that first one would maybe inflate it, but yeah. Um, I think the last game probably gave me the recency bias to be like, they're fucking just killing the power play. Um Either way, I've, obviously, Edmonton's power play is ridiculous. Um, hmm. I think they might let a lot of clutch and grab stuff go on McDavid. But honestly, at this point, I think he's too good to really give a shit anymore.
1: I think he's adjusted. Yeah, I really it's, think he has. that attitude of like, fuck it, you're going to do whatever
0: you want. I don't care, I'm still going to score. Yeah, like he's just, he's way, like... It's crazy to me that we kind of thought that that might bring him down. You know, it's not crazy because we expect this guy to be human and expect him to be a, like like anyone else. If you're getting hindered, like that could slow you down. But he just hmm. keeps getting better, and he keeps being able to find ways to do whatever the fuck he wants anyway. It's yep. man, To be able to see the game as he does, I think, would be a privilege just for a day. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. So... Um, Obviously,
1: Calgary has to win tonight. I do feel like if this series goes back to Calgary for Game 7, they have it. But I don't think they're getting there. Yeah. They're going to win two in a row just to get that situation. I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm not banking on it at that stage. So. Yeah. I love Daryl Sutter. I like a lot of what the Flames have done this year, but 3-1 against Connor McDavid and company. Mm-hmm.
0: Oof. Tough.
1: The St. Louis Blues staved off elimination last night, beating Colorado 5-4 in overtime. The Avs still have a 3-2 series lead. First and foremost, uh, I do want to mention Craig Berube. Now, he did issue his apology, finally. Um, says that he wasn't, what basically his initial... Uh, Press conferences where he said, no comment, look at his reputation, or he said, look at his reputation after the game. The next day, he said, no comment. And now, a day after that, he's like, oh, okay. He says he wasn't aware of the racial stuff, but does say he heard of a, quote, threat made. So, okay, let's say somehow you did not hear of the racial aspect. You still didn't feel the need to condemn the fact that threats were being made towards a player? You know, you still didn't feel the need to do that. But he does eventually apologize. Mentions his uh, Native American heritage and that he's suffered, you know, uh, racial abuse as a result of that as well. Just, I
0: I don't know, man. This, I don't know. This stinks a lot like uh, the changing statements from Chicago during all that stuff. When they oh, we get a chance here, our PR team here's a new statement. Like for me, yeah. it's always first impression, and that matters a lot. And his first impression was to just be like, it's not my issue. And that... To I'm me, sorry, is-
1: but that's... that. I, I get it. Like, hey, we as humans, you know, you can have your first response and then regret that response. It's part of the reason as to why, like I've, I've mentioned, you know, I, I was one of those jersey collectors that had 32 of 32, one jersey from every team. I, uh, that's not the case anymore. I, uh, like I said before, I listed up that Chicago Blackhawks jersey. I, uh... I've had it listed for months at a price where I'm like, if it goes, it goes, and it finally went. Uh, I have no desire to, it was a Patrick Kane, and I have no desire to have that jersey anymore, and might not have a Chicago jersey again until they, uh, you know, come out with a different logo. That'd be cool. Come out with an alternate jersey that just says Hawks, like the Tampa Bay Lightning used to have bolts. I'll buy that one, but in the meantime, nah. And a big part of the reason for that is Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves essentially immediately jumping to uh, Bowman's defense. When they're just like, "Oh, but he's a great guy. That's not the guy I know." That type of bullshit, you know, where it's like, "Hey, look, you know, you're allowed to have that response, but at the same time, you're in the position that you're in, and a more nuanced response is required. Especially, even if that's how you feel, you have had plenty of media training in your ten plus year careers. It's just it rubs you the wrong way." Same way with this Berube comment. Rubs it the wrong way. It's water under the bridge now. It is what it is. Fuck it. I mean, it doesn't help my opinion of the guy at all. But I'm not going to sit here on every show and rag on the guy. Yeah. Fans of Colorado showed uh, showed up too with support for Nazem Kadri. A lot of signs lot, uh, you know, around the glass and stuff like that. So good stuff there. The game itself. Colorado was up 3-0. And blew that lead despite two goals from Nathan McKinnon in the first period. The Blues tied it late at 3-3, only for Nathan McKinnon to secure the hat trick off of one of the greatest goals I have ever seen. There was a lot of talk, you know, in regards to my hot take earlier this season about not feeling like uh, a certain Connor McDavid goal was the greatest thing I had ever seen for this, that, or the other. Nicoletti might not be the best defenseman in the world, but Nicoletti was in perfect position. And got absolutely destroyed. Yeah. Absolutely destroyed. This was... Especially the magnitude of the goal. That yeah. stage of the game. Potential series clincher. Holy shit. The, like, the nuts on Nathan McKinnon to go end-to-end. And score a fucking goal like that. Unbelievable. And
0: his team just fucking lets him down, man. Like, I'm sorry. This was horrible. Horrible. <laughs> And this is only going to feed the narrative that abs can't close out a fucking series. And honestly, this this is the kind of thing that the blues rally around and come back from. I know this firsthand. Uh-huh. Speaking of hands, it was the hand pass. Ah, yeah, the fucking yeah. We didn't win a single game <laughs> so, uh, after that. <laughs> uh, you just gave them all kinds of hope, and you gave them the mental edge colorado you're heading heading
1: home for game six no oh yeah
0: you are so bad for doing that like that is inexcusable honestly blowing that is inexcusable blowing three goal lead bad enough your captain then goes superhero puts you ahead with not much time left and you still again allow them to come back and kale mccarr was god awful in his own end i'm calling him out i've preached i've hyped him up all year he was god-awful in his own end at the tail end of that game why the fuck was he out yeah. in there in all, all those situations he was god-awful no fucking way he should win the norris on the, i know it's a regular season thing i already had the opinion he shouldn't win the norris but good god i know his analytics are pretty decent defensively i don't see it anytime when i've watched him i don't know i don't know
1: Two things. First and foremost, just so Abs fans don't get mad, yes, it knows Landis Cog's the captain, not McKinnon. Shut up, it's fine. Did I say Captain McKinnon? Um, yeah, you did, but no. it's uh, he You're might as well be He should be the captain. Why the he's fuck, the fuck is Landis on Cap, the team. Cap, captain? Lol. I mean, he's been the captain since he was 19 years old. Yeah, that's old. very true. <laughs> I remember that now. Um, I completely agree with you. I mean, Robert Thomas tied it with 56 seconds left. Uh, McKinnon, or McKinnon McCarr, was on the ice, and I... You know, I saw Avs fans screaming, like, this isn't the time to score. Why is he out there? Like, if Makar is out there, I presume Devon Taves is out there, too, who is very solid defensively, but he can only cover so much of the ice. You have a second pairing of Jack Johnson and Josh Manson. Two like, Normally, you know, you don't argue to put those guys on the ice over Taves and McCarr, but in a situational setting, big, veteran, experienced players will protect the front of the net yeah. better than Kale McCarr would. Put Devon Taves out there with Eric Johnson. You know, the biggest defender on that team and just get Eric Johnson to protect the fucking slot because you know St. Louis is going to go for dirty goals. Yeah. Or, or not dirty goals but grindy, gritty goals. Yeah, I mean, dirty blue goals as like, well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there you go. Like, crazy. And then Tyler Bozak wins it in overtime. Now, say what you want about these percentages from Money Puck. The Avs had a 94% chance and then a 98%
0: chance to win before both of the comeback goals. All these moments, I always wish I put like ten bucks down on the opposite thing. Like that's the yeah, only. Just, just, this just, is this is the only just reason, the reason I would ever do sports betting is just so like I can look at the horrible percentage and just throw throw money that I don't need at like the opposite. It yeah. just
1: <laughs> bet bet five bucks, win fifty. Yeah, right. Like that. That honestly, <laughs> I am going to endorse this. If you're a smoker take that money you would spend on cigarettes put it on the underdog of every game and odds are you're gonna have a better outcome in life you might end up with a gambling habit but you're gonna have <laughs> you're gonna have better health more than likely. yeah
0: as Norman, I'm joking as by the way Donald said uh, rest in peace he said gambling mm. is the only problem where you can win a bunch of money <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh. oh he's not wrong so in terms of this Series. If it gets back like this, this if it gets back to Colorado for Game Seven, they can obviously still win it. You need to win this in Game Six. Yeah, don't get. You gotta stop. This is your chance. Say what you want about the injuries last year, and that's why we fell apart against Vegas. The narrative is starting to get there that this team cannot take that extra step. You know, I'm not saying if they fail to blow up the core or anything like that. But it just goes to show that there would be more work for the team. This is a tremendous opportunity. Game six on the road to make a statement. Shut everybody up. Head into the conference final. Likely against Edmonton. We get McKinnon versus McDavid. The winner plays Tampa in the Stanley Cup final. Because I'm not betting on Carolina, New York to be able to beat Tampa. And that's what I want. I want a Tampa against either Colorado or Edmonton yeah. Stanley Cup final. That, that's and what I, I want to see, and I, I said this to you last night on Twitter. Um I want to see if McDavid or McKinnon and the offense surrounding them can beat Andre Vasilevsky. Yeah. And if they can't, put Andre Vasilevsky in the Hall of Fame this summer. Yeah. Because we might as well fucking save time. <laughs> He's insane. <laughs> yeah, it's it's nuts. Oh, goodness. So with that, I look forward to us being wrong about both results tonight. It's going to be a (laughs) real fun time. We will be back next week, not entirely sure when. Keep an eye out on the Discord and on Twitter. Sin and I have uh, ridiculously busy schedules uh, at this point, thanks to our obligations in the esports commentary world with our friends at SportsGamer. That's sportsgamer.gg. And again... uh, we're like two and a half weeks away. <laughs> Something from being in ridiculous Finland. like that from yeah. being in Finland, which is Nuts. ridiculous. And uh, again, the podcast, we'll, we'll do what we can. Um, there is a very good chance that, yeah, the Stanley Cup final will be going on, and we might not be able to have podcasts up to cover it, but we will uh, cross that bridge when we come to it. Sitting so, on the way out of here, what do you got going on? I can't imagine it's too much different from what you had going on yeah, two days ago. Yeah,
0: same thing. Follow me uh, on Twitter at sinftwprod. Uh, follow me on the YouTube side of things, Sin for the Wind Productions, and on Instagram at Paul cinders as well as on Spotify, Apple Music, and all that stuff. Paul cinders. my music is up, and yeah, <laughs>
1: there you go. At two g twenty four everywhere, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you again so much for listening to the show. A big sc- a big scout out, a big scout out, a big shout out, and a scout out to Manscaped. To Manscaped. Code Toogie, 20% off. You know the deal. We will see you next week. Everyone send your, I mean, he's not in serious health issues, but send your send your get wells to Endo Mills and he'll hopefully be back with us next week. Until then, goodbye, and uh, God, what callback do I want to go with to end this?
0: Uh... And, uh, ever since I was a kid, I wanted to be a gangster. Oh no, that's the wrong line. For as long as I can remember, I wanted to be a gangster. There we go.